Welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. This is your host, Catherine Best Gordon. I want to talk to you today about the Freedom Body Challenge. I have a life motto. My life motto is, we receive what we want for others. One of the things that's brought me a great deal of happiness in my work over the years has been the opportunity to become a personal trainer and to coach my clients about food, fitness, and recovery. So those are those three elements of transformation, what you eat, how you move, and how you rest. I'm getting ready to look forward to 2019 where typically what you see, you see a lot of transformation challenges. This is the big time of year when people pursue weight loss, their New Year's resolutions. But I think that one of the best times to look at these transformations is actually during the fall. This is the first Monday after the time change. And this is when the clocks fall back. And it's as if you have that extra hour in the morning. Over on my YouTube channel, and you can find the YouTube channel uh, by searching, by going to YouTube and searching Sugar Freedom, but it's also youtube.com slash C slash Sugar Freedom. I have been posting recipes and training sessions. And I'm also getting close to 500 subscribers, which for me is very exciting. And uh, I want to say thank you to my most recent subscribers. But the point is, is that I'm already posting some transformation material over there, but I want to talk more specifically on this podcast about achieving achieving a body transformation and what the components of it are and the kind of mindset that you may need in order to pursue that transformation and to keep it going over time. So let's go back to those three components, food, fitness, and rest. In terms of the food, of course, we're using the Sugar Freedom Program, and if you don't have it, you can get it at sugarfreedom.com. But the concept of sugar freedom, and the reason I wrote it is that it was the exact nutrition strategy that I used to overcome obesity permanently. And wonderful news, that was 10 years ago. I achieved a healthy weight during 2008 for the first time in many years, and it is 2018, so it's been over 10 years now. So I do want to go into what some of those freedom foods would be and how you can find yours. There are three macronutrients, fat, protein, and carbohydrates. And I just want to give you as an example this morning, my top three in each of those categories. So let's go ahead and dive right into that. So my freedom fats, top three, butter, olive oil, and yes, lard. (laughs) Top three proteins, beef, eggs, and chicken. Top three carbs, romaine lettuce, broccoli, and cauliflower. And I'm gonna go ahead and go into the condiments. And these are, you know, things that you add to your food to enhance their flavor. And those would be lemon juice, vinegar, especially Bragg's apple cider vinegar, and stevia, and then the three seasonings, iodized sea sea salt, yes, iodized, where are you getting your iodine, garlic, usually used as garlic powder, and pepper. So there you've got it. You've got it all in threes. It's so simple and easy and powerful. But what I would like you to do, if you're willing to do some homework for me, is what are your three fats? 
What are your three proteins? What are your three top carbohydrates? What are your three condiments and your three seasonings? And you can actually create the foundation. For example, let's say, let's call this, you're building your own personal food pyramid. You can build that foundation simply by thinking of those three categories Actually, that's five categories, and then the three three foods that are in them. So it bears repeating the macronutrients, fats, proteins, and carbs. And then on top of that, what are your condiments? And then what are your seasonings? And so that's a way that you can establish a baseline food program for yourself. So let's go on to your fitness. And you can actually think about your fitness in terms of what are your foundational movements and what is what is your baseline for creating your personal fitness program? And mine would be in order of effectiveness, at least the way I think of them in, a, for, in order of effectiveness, would be resistance, intervals, and recovery. And so specifically that would be weightlifting, bodyweight intervals or kettlebell swings, and then yoga or you know stretching or the gentle parts the bar part of ballet so you see how these things break down and if you can one of the biggest problems that we have in the world of health and fitness especially food and fitness is all of the confusion over what we should be eating there seem to be a lot of contradictory evidence you know you get told to eat low fat, and then you're told to get eat high fat, you get told by me, well, yes, you can eat high fat in the absence of sugar, correct? It would be so lovely if we could just tell you one thing and you could stick to that one thing. Well, wait a minute. What if I can tell you one thing? The one thing I can tell you is to pay attention to your appetite and to your body. So in terms of your appetite, if I boil it down to one thing, eliminate foods that make you hungry. So for example, if you eat a particular food and it doesn't satisfy you, if it actually makes you want to eat more, you're going to leave that food out. And then in terms of fitness, eliminate the exercises that only cause you pain. For me, what I discovered is that over time, and especially when I was obese, that I could not do single leg lunges. I simply could not do the forward or the walking lunge. And so I eliminated that exercise and I found exercises that didn't cause me pain. So for example, one of the ways that I can train my lower body is by using the kettlebell swing. And the great thing about the kettlebell swing is both feet are on the floor. I'm not jumping up and down. I don't have to do single leg work, but I can increase my fitness and increase my strength and increase my endurance without hurting my knees. So in terms of food, the one thing is don't eat foods that cause that make you hungry. And then in terms of fitness, don't do the moves that only cause you pain. And then in terms of recovery, I do believe that when we talk about recovery, our flexibility, our balance, reducing stress, that this is an, we have an opportunity to really seek out the kind of recovery movements that we really enjoy and that really bring us a sense of happiness and 
just that enjoyment of being inside your body and moving. And so these are the routines that I create, which are good for your balance and good for your flexibility that I really try to, especially in my class, combine them with music and mindset that really get you to appreciate and enjoy your body. Ah, speaking of appreciating and enjoying the body, one of the things that I wanted to talk about on this podcast is the extraordinary difficulty that we face as women and also as men trying to live up to ideals and standards that are unrealistic. I have been wanting to talk about this on my podcast since December of last year. Something came out in December of last year concerning the Miss America pageant and the board of directors. And this came out in the Huffington Post. That's where I first read it. And I was absolutely shocked to see that the board of the Miss America pageant, that one of the leaders of the board had been sending emails that were mocking and disparaging the weight and the morals of some of the Miss America contestants. I read one of the emails that got released to the public and the press, and it was really quite horrifying because it was cruel and it was vulgar. And what happened was, is that a number of the board members had to resign. And you may have heard that uh, Gretchen Carlson, who had been Miss America, was asked to come come on board as the the head of the board of of directors. And then this summer it happened again that uh, one of the Miss America contestants, I believe one of the winners, had come back out and said that she had been bullied again. The point is, if Miss America contestants, past winners... If these, if these beautiful women who are, who are held up as these ideals and icons of physical beauty, if they aren't good enough, where does that leave the rest of us? On the negative side, you could say, well, if even Miss Americas aren't good enough, aren't beautiful enough, aren't pure enough or moral enough, I guess we can just all give up and eat whatever we want in front of the television. No, that's not what I'm telling you. I tend to be an optimist and so if I optimist and if I look at the bright side I suppose the bright side of this is if these young women accomplished beautiful talented if in our media and in our society and I believe that the head of the board of directors was also the head of one of the most powerful talent agencies in Hollywood and so these are the in, in talent agencies I I was an actor for oh, for 11 years in Los Angeles and the talent agencies it is their their job to choose the people that they represent or the ones that they believe are, the, are going to be most successful in the business and they negotiate their salaries and their contracts. If these folks don't even think that the Miss America winners are good enough, I suppose that frees the rest of us, the uh, regular humans out there in society. It, it frees us from these unrealistic expectations If I absolutely know that there's no way that I can reach the expectations of the head of the board of the Miss America pageant or the head of a big talent agency, 
then I have to come back to my reality and say, okay, what do I have to work with? And what do you have to work with? And in a way it is freeing. And of course I am the sugar freedom and cardio freedom woman because it brings us back to realistic expectations. And if I become aware that there's no way that I'm going to please the media, either in Hollywood or in newspapers or on television, well, if we can't please everyone, as the song says, you've got to please yourself. One thing that I do believe, though, is that we can find a way to eat and to train and to recover that does improve our health. And on my next podcast, which I'm going to be recording and putting up next Monday, I am going to be talking about what are the realistic parameters of health. If the scale isn't giving us the whole story, and if BMI isn't giving us the whole story, what can we do to find our optimal health? So thank you for listening, and I just want to leave you with, once again, find your list of freedom foods, and also look for the kinds of exercise that give you not just the best results, but the most enjoyment. And I'm going to be heading over and doing my latest YouTube video now. And uh, so that is it for me, the Sugar Freedom Woman and the Cardio Freedom Woman. And I hope that you will come back soon to listen to more episodes from the Sugar Freedom Show. Bye, everybody. Make it a wonderful day.